0: hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas I'm Steve Vickers in Harare Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK and today we look back at the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers as holders Nigeria missed out after a 2-2 draw with South Africa and the seven time champions Egypt also failed to qualify. Better news, though, for Cameroon. After missing out on the past two editions, they did make it, and fans in Cameroon are happy that the tournament's been moved to neighbouring Equatorial Guinea.
1: Uh, That gives us the opportunity to be able to watch the the, the games, uh, go down and watch them rather than watch them on television.
0: Plus in the English Premier League we look at the fallout between fans and players at Tottenham with Togo's Emmanuel Adebayor involved in the storm. You could also say of Adebayor that he's one of those players,
2: who can look a bit lazy on the pitch, doesn't do a lot, and then suddenly pops up and scores the goal.
0: That's coming up, but first, what drama on the final day of qualifying for the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations? The seven-time champions, Egypt, had a chance to make it as the best third place team, but they missed out on goal difference to DR Congo. Meanwhile, the reigning champions, Nigeria, failed to qualify after being held to a 2-2 draw at home by South Africa. Congo-Brazzaville won 1-0 away to sudan to take second spot ahead of the super eagles who had a good world cup in brazil but have fallen apart since then so solomon what's your analysis of nigeria's performance well steve that was a game that a lot of people actually thought that
3: nigeria was going to be able to get a great result against south africa uh, to be able to qualify they had the advantage uh, compared to our uh, congo who had to go to sudan and get a win Uh, but Nigeria had the advantage because all they needed to do was to win and uh, Bafana has qualified already, that is, South Africa has qualified already but South Africa went into this final game against Nigeria uh, hoping to win because they have never won a competitive game against Nigeria, ever. So there was that motivation right from the coach, uh, Ephraim Sheikhs Mashaba, uh, to the captain, Dane Furman, and then there is, uh, you know, the factor of the late Senzo Miyuwa, the goalkeeper and captain who lost his life a few weeks ago. So they had a lot of motivations and they came in. I, I knew they were able to get a draw, uh, so I knew it was really going to be difficult for Nigeria to do that But this is a Nigerian side that we saw uh, losing at home to Congo. We saw not doing well away against Sudan, losing. They had every opportunity to make things right. They couldn't. There was problems on the pitch, uh, problems of player selection, uh, problems uh, on the boardroom with the Nigerian Football Federation. So this is just a summary of the problems that uh, is within the Nigerian Football fraternity. And this is a result that we saw, and that is uh, just an indication that Nigeria needs to put its football house in order.
0: But how can it fall apart so quickly, Solomon, because this is the same Nigeria who four months ago reached the second round of the World Cup in Brazil? Well I think that is a Nigerian factor
3: Steve uh, there is always the the tendency of of a whole lot going uh, wrong at one time uh, when I look at the players sometimes I feel they're not playing for the coach uh, I feel they've lost motivation for the coach uh, right from the first game the second game uh, and there was a they, you know when we watched Nigeria how they won the Africa Cup of Nations in uh, South Africa uh, each player was playing for the coach and they were new in the team and so they, they obviously wanted to prove themselves but not all is lost within the Nigeria football team you know I I don't think it's a total uh, fall apart Uh, I think it's just a a factor of not getting the coaching uh, sector right keshi was, is a coach he doesn't have a contract and, and he's in and he's out and, and you don't really know what's going on. you know They brought Amadou Shaibu and he's in and he's out, so there's just a whole lot of problems, but we need a coach, a stable coach that will really put uh, the players in order. You know, maybe some of the players need to step aside a little bit and allow uh, some other younger players to come in. Maybe they need to get some fresh legs into it you know and, and they have to really look at all these factors uh, like I always say you know if I was coach Stephen Keshi, uh, I would have you know gone away right after the world cup that was a good moment for him to step aside and leave because he has achieved so much for nigeria but now he's he's living in not such a good note you know he tarnished his record a little bit uh, he's still a good coach but i think he's giving his best he just moved to stay, need to step aside and maybe uh, if he wants to coach nigeria again maybe he can come back in
0: future well one big giant of african football that did get it right was ghana with a 3-1 win over togo on wednesday they finished top of group e and qualifying along there with guinea
3: Yes, Ghana really uh, finished the job and they came into this uh, game uh, without the captain of the team, uh, Asamoah Jang. He's missed the last two games that Ghana had played. We saw that superb goal from Mubarak Wakaso, you know, a fantastic long-range strike, you know, from almost 40 yards away. So it shows that Ghana it was really ready to go out there, score the goals, uh, make sure you defend and you get the three points. And that's enough for you to be able to get uh, to uh, the finals in Equatorial Guinea. And they
0: did just that. Yeah, Ghana certainly getting the job done there. Uh, So too, Cameroon and Ivory Coast qualifying in Group D after Ivory Coast drew 0-0 at home to Cameroon in a far from inspiring fashion. Now for Cameroon, uh, they've qualified after missing the previous two editions of the Nations Cup. And to Planet Sport Football Africa's Adrian Barnard spoke to our Cameroon correspondent Silas Ngong. I think that
1: the reaction was generally very, very positive. Everyone talks positive about them. Even the people that you know, you know, consider the, the, the coach with a pinch of salt. Um, I think they are beginning to change their their talk about the coach and their talk about the whole team. And in spite of the fact that the team is under reconstruction, uh, I think that um, everybody is very happy with their performance in these um, qualifying matches. The media, they are talking well of the the, the team. And everybody is very happy that at last they are qualified after missing out on the two uh, AFCON competitions.
0: And does this uh, erase the memory of what was a very disappointing World Cup for the Indomitable Lions?
1: Exactly. I think that um, those memories are um, actually being forgotten. And if people want to remember those, it's just to kind of uh, be cautious and uh, to point out to the team not to make the same mistakes but uh, I think with this qualification uh, those back memories um, have fast been put to sleep.
0: And the fans were delighted when the Indomitable Lions won their Qualifier 1 0 on Saturday to get them through to the finals. Were they also delighted then when they heard that the finals would be taking place in a country very close to them as opposed to Morocco?
1: Yes, I think that um, we're very, very delighted that the competition will be holding uh, in a nearby country which is friendly to Cameroon and. Um, Uh, That gives us the opportunity to be able to watch the the, the games, uh, go down and watch them rather than watch them on television. And I think that we must um, uh, consider that advantage and uh, take it as it comes. I think it's a gift of God. Maybe Cameroon, uh, God wants us to win uh, the, the competition now that we missed out on the last two.
0: That's Silas and Gong in Cameroon, so people there very happy that Equatorial Guinea, their neighbours, will be hosting the tournament and a chance for Cameroonians to go and watch the Indomitable Lions at the 2015 Nations Cup Finals. As Solomon, Algeria finishing with the highest points total, 15 points after five wins out of six. Would you say they were the most impressive team in qualifying?
3: Yes, I think Algeria for me they have been the most impressive team and I really tipped them to go to the finals in Equatorial Guinea and really prove the award. This is a team that we uh we're beginning to see them growing Leaps and Bound. We saw them at the World Cup. They played so well uh, with a lot of uh, character and they got some very good result. They're currently the highest-ranking African team, uh, you know, with 15 points uh, from their group games uh, before their first loss against uh, uh, Mali in the last game. It really shows that Algeria uh, is really out there and really want to do well. Remember also uh, the Algerian team, uh, club side, won the Africa uh, Champions League. So it, it shows the, the state of Algerian football and I really see See this young Algerian side really going to the uh, Africa Cup of Nations in Equatorial Guinea and doing so well. They are a team that is really exciting. They score the goals and they try to get the result as much as possible. And that's what it takes.
0: Well, thanks a lot, Solomon, and you can tell us what you think about the results in the Africa Cup of Nations qualifying on Facebook and on WhatsApp. Adama Baji in The Gambia says, Wow, that's fantastic. I'm happy that my sister country Senegal has qualified for the Nations Cup. It's been a while since they played at the competition, and I wish them all the best. And Sylvester Simon says, I told you that Nigeria had no chance of qualifying. Yes, I remember that a few weeks ago, Sylvester. You're absolutely right. And Sylvester says there's no squad, just individual play. And the boys are big boys who think of their career at their clubs rather than putting their country first. Thanks for those comments. Give us your views on the Nations Cup qualifiers on WhatsApp plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word. Well, now let's talk about the English Premier League. Action resumes this weekend, and one club under fire is Tottenham Hotspur, only 12th in the league after a poor start, and with fans booing players at some of their home games. Togo captain Emmanuel Adebayos spoke out about it. Our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us from the UK. Uh, Stuart, give us a bit of background to this story. Tottenham
2: are one of those teams who are a big team, a, a tradition. They got into the Champions League a couple of years ago and you know this season they've played six league games at home and they've lost four of them and they lost at home to Liverpool 3-0. A bit of an embarrassment, really. And the fans are really frustrated. And, uh, you know, Emmanuel Adebayor um, has actually had the courage to comment on this. Uh, he says, uh, speaking on behalf of the players, we actually prefer to be playing away from home because you find that the fans start booing you quite early in the game. He said, I was in the bench in that game against Stoke, which we lost. And I just felt the players didn't want the ball because the crowd were on their back when they got it. It's not the players' fault. It's not the fans' fault either, because I understand that the fans want the team to win. I mean, I think the problem some people will have with this is you're talking about professional footballers who are being paid, I don't know, shall we say 50, 60, 70, 80... $1000 a week and they're not performing and they'd be very sensitive because the um, the the crowd are are booing them but equally you know the crowd are paying good money to see them uh, they're earning good money and they're not performing so in a way I have a lot of sympathy with the fans you know I think Tottenham certainly should be performing better than they are you know they're at this stage almost uh, uh, in a situation where it's going to be very difficult for them to have any chance of getting into the Champions League Uh, and yet they have a good manager, they have quite a lot of good players. So I don't know what the the answer is there.
0: And what would you say about Adebayor's contribution so far this season?
2: Looking at Adebayor himself, now of course last year he had this great season where he scored 11 times in 20 games. This season he's only scored twice and he's often not actually starting uh, and uh, another interesting thing is that there is a local young striker called Harry Kane, and uh, he's got very few starts himself, but he seems to score off the bench a lot. I mean, he scored a total of six goals this season, and and you know some of the fans are actually saying, well, perhaps we should give him a run in the team. You know, the others aren't doing it, and of course that means that that uh, Adebayor is less likely to play. I mean, I suppose you could also say of Adebayor that he's one of those players who can look a bit lazy on the pitch, doesn't do a lot, and then suddenly pops up and scores the goal. But, you know, I wonder if if, if Adebayor, in some ways, is at the centre of the storm, you know, because, well, for one thing, he's an ex-Arsenal player, which doesn't go down well in Tottenham, uh, and also just because of the st- style of play he has. You know, when Emmanuel Ebuy was at Arsenal. He got was the butt of the crowd for, for a period. You know They were really very critical of him, his mistakes and so on. And he actually had the courage to say he would meet the fans and talk about it. And so he had a meeting with a group of fans at the training ground and the fans finishing up uh, apologising to him because having heard his story, having talked to him, uh, understood the pressures on the players, they finished up respecting them. So I don't know whether there'd be a possibility for... Um, Orr and one or two of the other Tottenham players uh, to meet some of the fans and, and just to
0: listen and explain. Well, indeed, talking in an open way often is the best approach in life. Thanks a lot, Stuart, and we'll see how Tottenham do this Sunday as they play away to Hull. Well that's it for this week's edition of Planet Sport Football Africa. But do get in touch on WhatsApp and on Facebook. Give us your reaction to the teams that have qualified for the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations with Nigeria and Egypt missing out. Teams like Ivory Coast and Cameroon qualifying. Our WhatsApp number is +447955232780. That's +447955232780. Our Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks for being with us. You can find us online at Planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a two K plus international sports media production.